Hello, 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 hello. Five hellos because it's Friday. Welcome to the Mike Guinari podcast. This is episode number 17. Today we're going to talk about one of the Celtic practices I use and it's called Celtic thresholding. What does that mean? Well, thresholding is a practice that involves crossing um, a threshold to make a significant transition or change in one's life, or even to make baby steps and things, smaller things. It works just as well. I do want to start off with a quote by author Christine Walters Paintner, which I thought's pretty good about um, Celtic thresholding. Thresholds are challenging because they demand that we step into the in-between place of letting go of what has been while still awaiting what is still to come. When we were able to fully release our need to control the outcome, thresholds become a rich and grand place of transformation. I think that's uh, pretty good and pretty accurate. So the practice of Celtic thresholding was done for centuries during the time of the Celts, and was believed to have a powerful effect on one's mental health and well-being. Now, it represents leaving behind and stepping into a new phase, whether it's a new phase of your life, or a new phase as a new habit, or breaking an old habit, but stepping into a new phase. You want to you leave behind the old patterns and the thoughts and, and, and anxiety and feelings that were causing you trouble and enter into new patterns that get away, get away from those negative thoughts and feelings and anxieties. Thresholding can also be an important um, act to um, respect the, the major events in our lives, like graduations, weddings, birth of children. You know, thresholds are the placeholders, the markers of those big events. Crossing over a threshold symbolically acknowledges the significance of events and the transitions that they represent. A threshold, no matter how small the step from the old to the new is, it's always a significant event to you. And what I mean by small is you could scale it down to use it in your everyday daily life. You know, a threshold doesn't have to be a major event like a like a wedding or a graduation or a birthday or, or whatever. It can be scaled down to some little, little things. And honestly, that's when I think it's most effective. Because you're doing it daily and you're making daily changes in your life that can gradually build up over time. So let me tell you a little about one of my Celtic thresholding practices. So by my front door, I have threshold stones, two, either side. Now, I admit they're not really stones. They're um, paver blocks, not actual stones, but they serve their purpose because they're out of place. At least to me, they look out of place. So what happens is whenever I leave my house, I see those stones. And makes me stop in my tracks for a second and, and and recognize, acknowledge the fact that I'm crossing a threshold. I'm leaving home and going out into the world. I'm leaving the safety of home, but I'm also leaving the anxiety of home. 
having a family of five and people running around and two dogs and whatever else. I'm leaving behind that chaos as well as that comfort. But, you know, I'm ex it's a fair exchange. I'm leaving behind any anxieties that were bothering me inside the house. Too much work to do or calls to people to deal with or whatever else. But when I see those stones and I'm leaving, I stop and say, okay, those things are out of my mind now. I'm crossing a threshold into something new. No longer should I be worried about those inside things. Let me worry about the outside things. Let me focus on where I'm going and what I'm going to do when I get there and so on and so forth. And then the reverse is true. When I come home, I walk up to my door and I see those stones. Stop and think for a second. Okay, everything that just happened when I was outside, all the bad stuff, no, I'm not bringing it in with me. Someone cut me off and was driving crazy and, and it really pissed me off. No, that stays outside. You know, whatever caused me anxiety outside, it stays outside. I'm crossing the threshold into love and safety in my house and possibly chaos again, but, you know, nothing's perfect. So that's one way I use Celtic thresholding. Another way I use Celtic thresholding is with bedtime and wake up. Now, yeah, you could say day and night, sunrise and sunset, but no, I don't do that. I do. I recognize day as waking up and night as going to bed, and I have routines for each to clearly delineate. When I do my bedtime routine, it's winding down, it's disconnecting from electronics, it's it's reading a little bit, maybe studying my Irish flashcards a little bit, do a little meditation, go to sleep. I'm not going to go through my whole nighttime routine. But it's all these things that are threshold to me that tell me, hey, Mike, don't forget. The day is over. It's nighttime now. Time to relax. It's time to sleep and recharge your batteries. Then the morning when I get up, I have a morning routine that helps me get out of that nighttime state, out of that sleep state. And these, these activities in the morning routine are all designed to say, okay, Mike, time to get up, face the day. You got to do things. And I find that helpful. I mean, it's obvious delineating night and day and, you know, we we were out and about and worked during the day and we sleep and rest at night. But sometimes who among us hasn't taken the concerns of the day with them to bed? I still have that problem. I still fight it with my even using my Celtic practices. But at least this is something if you do it regularly enough and build up the habit, it will start to help you. The night, the transition to night to bedtime will help you let go of the day. The morning wake up will help you let go of the night relaxation and peace and be well rested to face the day. So that's another Celtic practice of thresholding that I use. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if you want to try Celtic thresholding for yourself, I have um, a list of questions that you can ask yourself to help guide you on your way a little bit. So what is the anxiety-causing issue you're having? What is the threshold related to this issue? Because you have a specific anxiety and you create a thresholding practice to focus on something else, it's obviously not going to help. You want to create that thresholding practice that will address your anxiety-causing issue. Why is this particular threshold important to you? What positive impacts could approaching the threshold have? How will you recognize the threshold? 
how will you address the threshold? Will you do what I and it's like stop in my tracks and just stand there for a minute and do my mental head clearing and stuff? Or will you do something different? How will I honor the thresholds upon encountering them? I'm not saying you have to bow down to your thresholds or anything like that, but you know, it's nice to know, okay, these thresholds help me. They're there for me. I'm going to make sure I recognize them every time I go in or out. That's what, in my mind, what I do to honor my thresholds. How will you commit to the practice of being consistent? That's a biggie. This and all the other Celtic practices that I find are helpful Doing them once or twice is not a magic cure. You need to do them regularly. Maybe you can't do them all regularly because it takes up too much time or whatever. You pick and choose your favorite. Um, thresholding is pretty easy. Uh, but you got to do it consistently for a while. So, all in all, the practice of uh, Celtic thresholding it can have a profound effect, a very profound effect on mental health and well-being if you put in the time and effort. And that's Celtic thresholding in, a, I don't know, was it been 10 minutes or so? If you haven't already signed up for my uh, email list, you can head over to MikeGuineri.com and sign up for the email list. Um, alternatively, I also have the link below in the description. So until tomorrow... Stay well.